0: From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now, your host, the baby faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks.
1: Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome. Two in black and right, the new definition of color commentary. And once again, my friends, we have reached another WTF Friday. (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the end, or almost the end, of another wonderful whacked out week. Uh, We are still doing our Saturday specials for the next two weeks leading up to Election Day. Uh, So it's not quite the end of the week, but it's okay. We're going to have some fun anyway. Uh, WTF Friday brings stories to you that just really make you want to go Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Because some of them are so whacked, so crazy, so completely beyond the pale that they just kind of get you to say, you know, WTF. Uh, I mean, it does for me, but I'm hoping not to get too salty today. But we've got a lot of things that are going on in the world. Of course, politics being one of them with 11 days. Wow, 11 days, a little over a week and a half until the midterms. Now, some of the races are looking pretty darn good. Uh, If you are a Democrat, however, you are hating life. You are seriously hating life. Because even in Pennsylvania, and that's a key state right now, considering what's going on with the Fetterman-Dr. Oz race, you had Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, good old schmucky Chucky, getting caught on a hot mic saying that, uh, we got some problems. We're gonna have problems here. And I don't really get too upset. I mean, I do feel for John Fetterman. I really do, because I too have had a stroke. Uh, it was almost five years ago, but still, you have a sort of compassion and an empathy for someone who's gone through something that you have, but in the sense of trying to become a United States senator, that debate performance was probably the worst idea that his consultants came up with because it exposed him like a raw nerve to the real, possib- to the real problems that he's having. But, and he's got real problems. He's only less than six months removed. The damage is there. The cognitive uh, deficiencies are there. The speech uh, has been affected. I mean, these are things that are serious things, but I'm not going to blame Fetterman for having a stroke, but he's just not up for it. He's not up for it. And Democrats in Pennsylvania really, really need to uh, uh, do a... I mean, they can do a, a post-mortem just about now. Because Fetterman's performance has now made Dr. Oz the front runner by about three to five points in Pennsylvania, depending upon the poll you want to look at. So that's another big sort of oops kind of moment. It really is. Uh, but oh my goodness. Now, Pens- Pennsylvania is bad enough. Also, you throw in the fact that. Over a quarter of a million ballots were sent out by the Pennsylvania Secretary of State that were not completely verified, which means they're sending them out anywhere, and they don't know for sure if the person who's getting the ballot is who they say they are. They have not gone through any sort of check or any sort of vetting process. They just kind of sent them out. It's like, here we go. No. And frankly, and I'm glad that the Republicans are getting out there and not the national Republicans, but state Republicans from the Pennsylvania legislature. They're going, wait a minute. We are the legislature. We have the right to know what the heck is going on because we're the ones who make the laws and the rules regarding uh, regarding elections. Apparently the Democrats have not read Article 1, Section 4 of the United States Constitution, and if they have, they're blatantly turning their nose up at it. So no. Sorry, it's the legislature and only legislature only legislatures that can do that when it comes to elections and making the rules. Secretaries of state do not make the rules. That's not their job. Their job is to enforce state law, how, no matter how wackadoodle and messed up it is. So, I, I don't know what was, what they were thinking there in Pennsylvania, but that's another reason why I have said for the last few weeks, the cheat is on. It's on in Pennsylvania, and it's still on. So, yes, my friends, uh, no. No. That's not going to really work here. So, yeah, whatever. But uh, certainly one of the big news stories of the last couple of days, just kind of transitioning out, uh, Elon Musk, the deal is finally done. He has officially bought Twitter. He is now officially the owner he showed up in San Francisco at Twitter headquarters yesterday carrying a sink, which I found to be really interesting. It's like, why didn't he have somebody carry it for him? I mean, the man is the world's richest person, but apparently it was to make a point, point. and he said in a tweet, let that sink in, as he was filmed in a video, uh, Chilling up at twitter headquarters and apparently he did not waste any time at all he pretty much went full on vegematic he sliced he diced he julienned and that included the ceo the cfo their policy chief amongst other executives That's like they're gone see ya, bye bye and as of today Twitter will be taken off the New York Stock Exchange list. It will not be a publicly traded company. It's all Elon Musk's. And I can assure you, the, le- the corporate media, the false prophets, and these mouthpieces of Satan, that I tend to call them, yeah, they're, they're not happy. They're freaking out. The Twitter twits, namely a lot of uh, Twitter employees, had their meltdowns, didn't have their comfort animals, didn't have their Prozac, didn't have anything to calm them down because pretty much they just got slapped in the face by a little thing called capitalism. Ooh, yeah, that's got to hurt. So no, you are not. The, you're not the big man on campus or women. And this woke nonsense, done. See ya, bye-bye. You're done. And, hey, and it's not just Twitter. Oh, no, it's not just Twitter who got a nasty dose of reality. Meta or Facebook, whatever, you know, the, the company formerly called Facebook, they took a major league smacking themselves. Uh, they missed their earnings. They, they, were, they missed their profit projections. They missed everything. And on top of that the stock is down anywhere from 10 to 20%. And that was just yesterday. It's not much better today, but it's okay. You know, this is a and, and the tech world is just getting smacked all over the place. Even Amazon. Amazon, Jeff Bezos, the whole bit. He's lost about anywhere from 15 to 20% value of the stock. And they're not hitting their goals for revenues and profits and everything else. So the Nasdaq is, and these are the these are the tech-heavy Nasdaq uh, standard bearers, if you will, and they're getting smacked all over the place, all over the place. And it has not been kind to them on uh, on the Nasdaq, on the New York Stock Exchange. It just has not been a very good. Uh, rest of the week uh, for these tech companies. But what can you do, folks? You've got uh, Elon Musk is now, as he calls himself now, uh, the chief twit. <laughs> now I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of self-deprecating humor, but the twit isn't Musk. The twit is a lot of the employees that he had to get rid of because they were twits very Marxist, left-leaning twits. And apparently, there are some people who are just not happy. Uh, Including the European Union. You know. Elon Musk made a uh, made a a, made a Twitter um, feed saying that uh, the bird is freed. But yet apparently, some people are Uh, Like in the EU, are saying, well, the bird's going to have to fly by our rules. I said, well, okay. Well, sorry, folks, that folks over there in the EU, that you got your feathers ruffled. But hey, uh, I'm still, even though now, after all the drama and the trauma, the ups and the downs, okay, yeah, Twitter is now officially Elon Musk's. What he's going to do, I don't know. I mean, but I know he's certainly cutting off a whole lot of unnecessary fat in the company to make it leaner and meaner and to do more with less. Maybe have some innovation in there. Now, I'm still not 100% certain. I mean, because I have a little bit of a Twitter account, but I had to do that just uh, for a different reason. Not because I wanted to be on Twitter. I've never had a Twitter account. And, I mean, it's there, but I don't know if I really want to spend the time or the energy, uh, to focus on it and try to build it and build followers and all that. That really doesn't, uh, that that really doesn't interest me right now. Um, and that just means only, that means another uh, social media platform that I have to maintain, and I just assume not. But anyway, so there's, so now the Elon Musk era of Twitter has begun in earnest. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does over the next, you know, two, few weeks, you know, going into the end of the year and, seeing what he wants to do in 2023. I I don't know. I I might try Twitter. And he might, you know, say, you know, if Donald Trump wants to come back on Twitter. Now, I think President Trump isn't going to do that. Because Truth Social is doing amazingly well. He doesn't have to worry about anybody censoring him because he owns the company. So I think it's in... Uh, President Trump's interest, you know, hey, I've got Truth Social, it's the number one app going on the Google Play Store, downloads are just off the chart crazy, so he doesn't really need to do that, um, but yet, you know, who knows, he might, I mean, I'm, I'm just basically waiting, and everybody else seems to be waiting, for his announcement, because I know you've got people like Liz Cheney who's thinking that, oh, I'm going to run, and Mike Pence, he thinks he might run, and there's all these people who are forming exploratory committees to try to see if they're going to run for president in 2024 on both sides. Now, as far as the Republicans go, it's very simple. DeSantis is content to just simply be a gov- the governor of the free state of Florida for a second term. He's okay with that. He, is, he understands that if you're going to try to do this, it's going to split the party, it's going to split MAGA, and that's not what he wants to do. This is President Trump's time, and I believe that with all my heart. And given everything, every poll that I have seen Trump absolutely just nails it and wipes out the competition but all and all President Trump has to do is utter the magic words I'm running for president in 2024 boom at that point it becomes a moot point it's totally moot because Trump is going to get the nomination Everything else is sort of ceremony, minutiae, you know, the formal sort of, okay, yeah, we have, you know, we have the primary, Republican primaries, and the Iowa caucuses, you know, Trump, okay, he's only running, you know, boom, he gets everything. You know, it's just, you got to go through the process. Because anybody who's crazy enough, Pence, Liz Cheney, Anybody who wants to run against Trump in the primary, uh yeah, it's kind it's a waste of time, it's a waste of money. You're not gonna get much of anywhere, and you're not gonna get much in the way of media attention unless you're just gonna go on a full-blown, you know, I hate Trump rant, blah blah blah. Now, I know that's gonna make some people absolutely just livid, especially the nice woke. Well, Christians that I ran against, you know, ran up into, or ran into, I should say. I mean, they gave me a lot of grief, and they were just absolutely mesmerized and spellbound by this idea of Joe Biden's so moral. He's going to make a great president, he'll make things normal. If you think what we're going through right now as a country, with a messed up economy, a messed up southern border, all kinds of problems around the world, as well as here, then you've got a really weird definition of what normal is. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sorry I said it. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, and, I, and I pick, well, maybe not pick on, but I emphasize the woke Christians specifically because These are the people who think that people like Preachy Pete Buttigieg is all that in a bag of chips. Preachy Pete Buttigieg is a moron. He is a lousy transportation secretary. Heck, he was a lousy mayor in South Bend, Indiana. He is not a prime timer. He is a doofus. He is the Alfred E. Newman of the Democrat Party and the Biden administration. Because some of the things he says are just absolutely so nonsensical. So disconnected from reality and the American people. It's like, don't even think about running, Pete. Because, no. You you failed the first time. And you're failing as a transportation secretary. uh, And I really don't care about, you know, your sexual preference, your husband things like that, you know, go home, you know, be a dad with your, with your husband, you know, take care of your twins, but stay the heck away from the American economy, please. I mean, seriously. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I get on that from time to time, but what really is blowing my mind these days, (laughs) there are things that, this administration, I, I, I'm serious. I mean, this is a story. You know, a couple of real big-time whoppers. Uh, <laughs> this is how disconnected Joe Biden really is. Okay? Story from just the news. And he made a comment back in Syracuse, while he was speaking in Syracuse, New York. He Biden proudly declared that Biden says the price of gas was over $5 when he took office. Uh, Okay. Uh, No. In a very poor attempt to try to blame President Trump, gas at the time he took office was at $2.39. That is what the data shows. And no. Uh, and he was just like, and who who actually called him on it? Did anybody in the media say, uh, wait a minute, no, gas was a lot, a lot less than $5 a gallon when he took over. Now, you know, depending, especially in Southern California, where I have some family, in the Los Angeles, San Diego area, oh yeah, 6 $7 a gallon for regular. And of course, the dingbat doofus governor, gruesome Gavin Newsom. Oh yeah, we're just going to, you know, go for the whole green raw deal thing. And it's, I mean, is it any wonder that anybody is left in California? You know, we ha- they had brownouts bla- or rolling blackouts. jeez go figure that. But yes, that's what Joe Biden came out of his mouth and said. Yeah, okay, Whatever. And also, <laughs> I gotta love, you gotta love this, how messed up and dysfunctional and deranged this administration is. Apparently, the Biden White House, uh, in its ongoing sort of uh, struggle in with U.S.-Saudi-Arabia relations, <laughs> here's what the White House tried to say about uh, the whole ongoing problems with Uh, with us and the Saudis and trying to say that Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia uh, wasn't about oil. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The trip to Saudi Arabia wasn't about oil? And he was trying to beg OPEC plus? To get more, to come, sorry, to produce more oil? (laughs) And it wasn't about oil? This man, supposedly the leader of the free world, has gone hat in hand to OPEC, to Saudi Arabia, trying to make all nicey-nice with Venezuela and other countries that hate us for oil when we could do it ourselves. But no. Can't do that. We have to be dependent upon our enemies and the rest of the world to get our energy. We can't tap into our massive natural gas reserves. We can't do fracking because this administration is beholden to a bunch of freaks, eco-freaks, who are into this climate change apocalyptic dogma. I'm like, no. This is ridiculous, people. We have we we've done it before. Don't let anybody tell you that we can't be energy independent. We've done it before. We had the Keystone pipeline. We had all the other pipelines. And yet, we we did it and we had gas under 2 as under $2 a gallon in some places. We can do it, Anwar, and everywhere else where we can have clean coal, oil, sh- oil shale, natural gas, everything. All of it's on the table, but, oh no, we have to have our windmills, we have to, have baby. was like, I mean, that would be nice in the future, but you cannot, it is not, make, you cannot make it mainstream. It's got problems. It can't generate what it's, what people say it can, be it solar or wind or whatever. I mean, Florida, the Sunshine State, right down the road from where I live, there are row after row after row of solar panels. And we do get a lot of sun, which is great. But do we depend solely on solar? No, we don't. And that would be stupid. And Governor DeSantis has acknowledged as such. (laughs) My goodness. But we're not anti-clean energy here in Florida. We actually include it in what we do. Yes. Offshore drilling uh, in the Gulf off of Louisiana. Can't do that anymore. But yet, we're just going to rely on that lovely little strategic petroleum reserve, which is at its lowest level in dang near 40 years. And how much of that oil is going to be going to other countries? To Europe? Or maybe our good, Joe Biden's good buddies of the communist Chinese? Ah, who knows? But still, we've got all kinds of stuff going on that we really, really need to deal with. We really do. But uh, today, before kind of the last thing I want to get into, now, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of not. Now, in Arizona, a place I used to call home, Carrie Lake, who is the Republican nominee for governor, who right now is, uh, in some polls, is blowing the socks off of racist Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State. This woman is a comedy of errors that is not funny. And I'm talking about Hobbs. I mean, she has blown it so many times with some of these elections. She blew blew it for the Arizona primary back in August. (laughs) I mean, this is funny. And this is a story from uh, the, the, the Epoch Times. Carrie Lake's former TV station declares Lake's opponent the winner of the governor's race two weeks before the election. I saw the video of this, and I thought, OMG, this is hilarious. I, and I'm going to try to see if I can get it up uh, today on all of my social media pages. But her, her former TV station, Fox 10, in phoenix where she was a an award-winning anchor and journalist they put up a little graphic in the in the middle of a newscast saying that (laughs) that katie hobbs won the governor's race and i'm going what Wait, wait wait a minute something ain't right with that i mean It's the election is not until November the 8th and now Fox 10, her old TV station, her old employer is putting up a graphic saying that she, that Hobbs won the race. Okay. Hmm. How desperate is the mainstream media to put forth this messed up narrative? Hmm. I mean, they're declaring her the winner. 10, 11 days before the election even starts. <laughs> I mean, that's a crack up. Now, Carrie Lake is one tough lady. Now, I love what she did here. And I'm just going to play a little bit of a video that she did during a press conference, a joint press conference with herself and the Attorney General candidate for Arizona, Abe Hamaday. Both of them were endorsed by trump they won their primaries and now they're just going at it but i got to play some of this i have the link to the full news conference uh, on in black and right net right on our home page you just don't have to you don't have to scroll down too far but i'm going to let kerry Lake explain some of this i'm not going to play it in its entirety but i want to explain yeah i want to play some of this just to give you a little bit of context so let's go uh... kerry lake
0: Show of hands. Just a few. Okay, well, thank you for being here. Guys, we're going to do a tutorial on how fake, bogus, defamatory news is made at the hands of many of you. Welcome. We're happy you're here. Uh, We know the world is watching us. We've got the foreign news that was here last night. We had an amazing event last night. I spent the evening with our first responders and our law enforcement, men and women who put their lives on the line every single day, And we talked about the issues that they're facing, and we discussed ways to make sure that we can protect them, we can hire more police, make sure that our police and firefighters are protected. And while this was happening, my desperate opponent, who's sinking like a lead weight in water, pulled a stunt, and you guys fell for it. She put out a defamatory statement, and you all ran with it. You didn't do your journalistic duty. It was malpractice of journalism like I've never seen before. And it was an effort, I believe, to influence this election. Many of you are an arm of the Democrat Party. Many of you are propagandists. And almost all of you should be ashamed. So I want to show you what happened yesterday. My Democrat uh, opponent put out a statement. Where is our board here? Right here. She put out a statement. Actually, can you tilt that this way, really? While I'm meeting with... Police officers and firefighters working to make sure that our state is safe. She's pulling stunts, and you guys are falling hook, line, and sinker into it. She puts out a statement about a petty theft that happened at her office. She knew darn well that I had nothing to do with it, so she puts a statement out. And right away, your gatekeepers over at the Arizona Democrat Party jump on it, and they put a statement out, which was the cue to you to go ahead and start running with it. NBC News. An arm of the Democrat Party was the first to start reporting on it. And then we get this from Newsy, whatever that is. Gubernatorial candidate, campaign headquarters broken into, oh, you guys spread this like wildfire. Then the Guardian, overseas. Campaign headquarter broken into, Watergate, oh my goodness. And then Axios, with our local reporter, Jeremy Dutta, runs on it. Can't wait to get it out. Does absolutely no fact-checking. Runs with the fake news. Let's leave it there for right now. you got to do better, guys. We were 13 days out from the election, and you're trying to influence this election, much like you did in 2020 when you refused to cover Joe Biden's criminal son, Hunter Biden's laptop. You refused to cover that. You refused to cover the evidence that was on that. And this time, it's the other way around. You're taking completely bogus stories and you're running with it. It's absolute fake news. I want to show you this.
1: Ooh. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, my goodness. Carrie Lake. No wonder you are a rock star. <laughs> no wonder. I mean, I'm thinking about her as the Ron DeSantis of the American Southwest. Because she's just as tough, just as smart doesn't have to yell or anything or get crazy, but she calls them out. And the full video of that is available. We have a link to it on inblackandright.net. Just scroll, scroll down a little bit on the, uh, on the homepage and just look for Carrie Lake's picture. And we've got the link to the, act, to the rest of the video in its full context. This lady is going to make one hell of a governor and arizona could really use it especially for my friends who live there for their sake and i'm okay with that and I think it's wonderful so yes this the the mind games the psychops are still in full effect this is just one more reason why i continually say we're almost there we're almost at the finish line we just got to bring this puppy home we've got 11 days to do it to start saving the country. And don't and as far as the media goes, the corporate media, please. They take them with a grain of salt because the suppression polling has been in full swing for weeks and any other sto- October surprises have abounded and we're almost out of October and yet and yet a lot of these non- nonsensical things have not worked. So, for my friends in Arizona, if you're listening, you better be voting for Carrie Lake for governor, Abe Hamaday for attorney general, and Mark Finchin for secretary of state. Because if you don't, Arizona is going to be just as much of a mess as your neighbor to the west, California. And I really don't think uh, all the Arizonans that I know are going to be okay with that. So, my friends... It has been an interesting day, to be sure. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow with another In Black and Right Saturday special. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You can uh, also find our program, our podcast, wherever you find your podcast. We're on all the platforms, big, small, and in between. So check us out. Tell your friends. Spread, spread the news. Spread the word. Spread the word. And let's get our country back on track. And with that, my friends, God bless. Have yourself a great weekend. I'll see you all tomorrow. And remember, patriots come in all colors.